to Inside Southeastern Baseball with Matt Reiser on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network, presented by LA's First Choice Auto Auction. It's your chance to hear directly from the head of Lion Baseball. Now, from Black and Brule in downtown Hammond, here's Alan Waddell. We do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. Uh, Lions were on the road this past week, had game three of the series wiped out against HCU, but played a doubleheader on Friday and won both of those games, 5 to 4 and then 9 to 5 against the Huskies to go 2-0 and on the week, and they'll finish up their season here this week uh, with four straight home games. Uh, tomorrow night, they're going to play South Alabama here in Hammond, 6 o'clock first pitch. Then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, everything's moved up a day uh, for the final weekend against Northwestern State right here in Hammond. Friday night, we'll have some post-game fireworks at the pad, a lot going on this weekend, so hopefully we can see you out at the ballpark as we wrap up. Uh, the season here in 2023. At this time, we're going to welcome to the show the head baseball coach here, Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Riser. And Matt, thanks for being here, man. Two and zero, you knock off uh, Houston Christian there on Friday uh, in a doubleheader. Played well in that uh, in that game, and then Saturday got wiped out. And then you hoped you could play Sunday. Uh, couldn't get those games in. Even play, uh, kind of toyed with the idea of maybe playing Sunday night. Uh, it just did not happen. We couldn't get those games in, but we did play uh, two and get two victories. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, we we kept talking about. If we could just break that ice and win that close one. You know, again, it's been kind of the uh, theme of the story the last few weeks is that Friday night game is going to be a tight one, one-run, two-run game. you got to do things well in, the, in those games to win them, you know, and you got to be able to play defense, you got to be able to make some pitches when you need to, and you get some big two-out hits. And uh, we did that game one there on, on Friday, and we knew what we were kind of walking into weekend-wise, weather-wise. You know, uh, Lance had called me, I guess that was Monday or Tuesday, and, you know, kind of made me aware from the beginning that, you know, that they've had a lot of weather over there. Obviously, they have a natural surface at HCU, and uh, he was working on securing some venues for us, at least get some games in, and uh, really felt good. Once we got those two in on Friday, you know, uh, it felt good like we were going to beat the rain there on Saturday and get the three games set in. And, you know, Mother Nature, she just she's undefeated. It is what it is. Um, we, we sat out there for a few hours and pushed game time back a few different times to try to play there on Saturday. And, you know, obviously had to leave there on Saturday with no other venue to, to play at. And then Sunday... You know, it rained all Saturday night and then into Sunday morning. And, again, man, just I'll tell you this, I'm extremely grateful for those guys over there and Lance and Clay, man, they, uh, their head coach and their assistant coach, they worked tirelessly and endlessly doing everything they could to get the games in. And in all honesty, it, it didn't really affect them. You know, like he kind of said after Friday, you know, whether we did or, or whether they did or didn't play, they won, they lost or didn't play at all, they still have the same scenario for them to get in the tournament. They've got to sweep <coughs> Lamar next weekend. So, um, and, you know, it was easy for him to call me at 8, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. on Sunday morning and say, hey, man, we're bang, we're done for the day, you know, let's just move on. But <coughs> he didn't do that, man. We stayed there until, I think we finally made the final call, 3.30 yesterday, you know, 4 o'clock. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we asked for special permission from the conference and uh, to try to get an extension because we have to start the game before 4. And, Hey, again, we exhausted all, exhausted all options. You know, I, I told I told our guys I'd fight to the bitter end. I told them to fight to the bitter end <coughs> on this thing. And, you know, obviously we uh, thought it was going to be on the field. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, logistics and that kind of stuff and trying to beat Mother Nature. But uh, at the end of the day, we did everything we could to try to play and, and just uh, didn't get that last game in there. And, and obviously that was the official, uh, you know, that we're, we're officially mathematically eliminated from the conference tournament. Yeah, because you were playing on Friday. Uh, you played a doubleheader at Rice. Yep. You actually played over at Rice. Yep. And we went there a few years ago. So we did. we're familiar with that facility. Yep. And then obviously I'm sure uh, Lance's, 
Uh, Lance Burtman is the head coach over at, at Houston Christian. I'm sure his connections with Rice uh, helps him uh, get that facility whenever he needs it as well. So he was yeah. able to uh, get that and play two games there at Rice uh, on Friday. So that was kind of the big difference. So then Saturday and Sunday, that facility was not available. Yep. So the only choices to play were is going to be at Houston Christian's yep. uh, field, which is on their campus. Uh, and it just natural service with all the rain just couldn't get it. Yeah, and again we tried, man. We they dumped the tarp multiple times. We did multiple, you know, again stay around for hours to try to do it, and just uh, just stinks. Like you said, you know, I hate to hate to end it on technicality, but that's that's kind of where it was at, and it's just been kind of the way the season's gone. Unfortunately, that, that that's the way it would end. Um, you know, but appreciative to those, you know, administratively wise at, at Rice, you know, Joe Corgard and and his uh, staff and his members over there for opening up the gates and allowing us to get over there and at least get two of those in because, you know, I think that was, again, extremely valuable. I thought we played good baseball to be able to put ourselves in a position, kind of make a run here in these last couple of weeks. We talked about it already. <clears throat> you know, I mean, the chances of us getting in were pretty slim, but there was still a slight chance. And, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, we just want to want to finish as winners. And that's uh, and that's kind of what we did, obviously, this weekend and want to continue through uh, this last week of the season. Absolutely. Win two games on Friday, win five to four. Uh, and then win nine to five, and you know we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. We had so many tight games yep. where it just kind of came down to the end. We had leads in the end uh, in the games and, and couldn't hold on to them. Uh, and you kept saying, you know, if we can just break the ice, we just kind of kick that door down, yep. get our confidence back. You know, we could we could finish this season the way we want to. And yep. uh, and it seems like you did in, in that first game. I mean, because you know, really, we're, we're going to talk more about the game right. as we go through, but. That first one, it was tight, and especially they had a chance there at the end, yep. and you were able to get out of it. Yeah, exactly right. You know, we've we've kind of navigated some things a little bit differently, the way we're doing some things as far as coaching style. And, uh, you know, that Sunday at Nichols, I decided to send Coach Pemberton over to third base, let him run the offense. And we can still communicate. There's some things I can still put on. I can call, you know, the offensive timeout and do some different things and <coughs> discuss some things with some guys. And uh, But, you know, I, I wanted to get over in that dugout and just get a better feel of the dugout. I just, you know, that's the only – uh, disadvantage of being over there, you know, where I'm trying to manage the game and trying to get certain guys in certain positions and obviously manage the bullpen and uh, just keep the energy right in the dugout. It's just hard to do that from third base, you know, and so I've, I've enjoyed being in the dugout the last couple of weeks, and uh, I think it's really kind of played a toll in, in us playing a little bit better and being a little more confident there at the end. All righty. As again, Lions played two games this past week, swept Houston Christian 5-4 to four and then 9-5, to five, both of those games on Friday. Played well in doubleheaders this year, Matt. You know, we have played pretty well uh, in our doubleheaders this year. Uh, you know, you think back to when you win those two games over at Auburn. Yep. Uh, and, you know, you look back at that thing now, and they're, they're one of the hottest teams in the country. Yep. I think they swept Ole Miss this past week as well. Yep. So uh, that's certainly something that we'll, we'll remember back on this season. Uh, but just, you know, Matt, four games left. They're all at home. An yep. opportunity for these guys to play right here in Hammond uh, four more times. Yeah, you know, and, and want to put the bed right. You know, again, <clears throat> remind the guys of what they are and who they are. And this is where they get a chance to sense of, uh, of their identity when times are kind of tough like this to be able to come out and uh, put best, you know, their, their best foot forward. And thought we had a good practice this morning. <clears throat> got in there and got after it once we got back last night. You know, once the game was canceled, probably got back around 930. They got back out there with good energy today. And, uh, and got some work in before we play South Alabama. And, you know, it's, it's funny because you got the, the home records kind of listed here, right? And you got the standings all listed. And we're the only team below 500 at home. Uh, and this is a big part of, you know, again, home field advantage is something that, that's there. It's a real thing. And uh, we just haven't played well at home this year. And so uh, that's kind of another notch in the belt that we really want to kind of put this thing to bed. We've got four games left uh, to finish on the right note and, and, and finishing it with a running record at home. And, uh, again, you see the guys who play well at home are the guys who are at the top of the conference. You know, Nichols at 18-8 and eight and Northwestern 19-6. They've defended their home turf uh, to, to a tremendous job. So uh, we want to do that this week. You know, obviously it starts tomorrow night with South Alabama and, and then obviously into the weekend with Northwestern State. Absolutely. And, man, I know we, we kind of – 
we've talked about this off the year, and I was trying to think back. I think is it every year you've been here? We've been for the championship conference championship yeah. the last weekend of the year. Yep. It's a little, a little different this year, but uh, yep. but I mean this program has been so consistent as far as you know playing. Haven't always won it, right. but we've had an opportunity to win That's the right. league in the last weekend every right. single year. I know that uh, you know this hasn't gone the way you wanted it here these last few weeks, but you did win two games this week and then have an opportunity to finish out strong. And yep. and that's certainly got to be your message, I guess, for your kids and for, for your team. Right? 100%. Finish on a positive note. You know, uh, again, that was a conversation we had. You know, they were – that was probably the quietest bus ride I've been on uh, in my career. You know, it was coming home, uh, you know, from Houston Baptist yesterday or Christian or whatever it is. Uh, you know, once I had to tell them, that, hey, man, it's, unfortunately this is where we're at. And this is uh, what we're going to be doing. Uh, you know, we're, we're in a situation where the – Again, we're officially eliminated, but now you know what you're playing for. You're playing for, for the name across your chest, and, and I'll see uh, uh, just a, a sense of, of, of gratification that, you know, you've been able to have this opportunity to play here and uh, a sense of yourself and, and find out about yourself as well. So, uh, again, I told them we were going to finish the thing on a high note, and that's to continue that same positive message and finish out the season the way we're supposed to. And, you know, in the same sense, to give us a chance to, to do some things, you know, uh, you know to, for, to build for next year and some momentum in the next season. Absolutely. Saturday will be senior day right here at the Pat. Let's take a break. We come back. We'll have more right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Towns and Holmes at K, uh, K Street TV Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Kate Street Seafood Station is a proud supporter of SLU Athletics and the Lion Community. Located in the former Illinois Central Freight Depot, you can find Kate Street Seafood Station at 308 South Kate Street in downtown Hammond. Offering lunch and dinner options, Kate Street Seafood Station is open Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., along with Fridays and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Kate Street Seafood Station, proud to support your Southeastern Lions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for providing the facilities to meet my health and nutritional needs in order for me to be the best student athlete I can be. For making game day experiences go from ordinary to extraordinary. For allowing me to meet new people and build lifelong friendships while competing at the school I love. For giving me the resources to pursue my degree and the ability to excel in the classroom. For helping me look my best as I compete and achieve my goals. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Lion Nation, for your support. You help make a difference in the daily lives of more than 300 student-athletes wearing Southeastern green and gold. We couldn't do it without you. Your favorite coaches club is available through the Lion Athletics Association by phone at area code 985-549-5091. Also available online at www.lionup.com. For everything about Southeastern Athletics, including schedules, live game coverage, and stats, visit lionsports.net. Creighton Townsend Homes is a proud supporter of Southeastern Athletics and the Lion community, serving all of Southeast Louisiana and Lower Mississippi since 1976. Creighton Townsend Homes specializes in personalized plans. Their local office is located on the South Frontage Road off the Interstate 12 Hammond Airport exit. For more information, visit their website at www.mybuildercares.com. Creighton Townsend Homes, proud to support your Southeastern Lions. All right, welcome back. Just getting started here. Inside Southeastern Baseball, head coach Matt Reiser uh, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes. 
live here at uh, K Street Seafood Station. Man, glad to, glad to be back up on the on the air. It was nice to hear Damon back on the air as well, broadcasting the games this yep. week. Uh, again, I put it on Twitter. No, uh, no coincidence. We got that thing back up and uh, and. And, uh, and got her Damon on the radio, went 2-0 on Friday night because, you know, for those that don't realize, I know I had a lot of people text me and ask me, you know, about what's going on with, with the radio and things of that nature. But, you know, it's been a serious uphill battle uh, considering what happened with the hurricane. Uh, and I know you say, hey, when the hurricane I was several, you know, a year ago or whatever, but the entire station got destroyed and the, and the, and the, and the, the antenna got destroyed. So it's been a major, major um, undertaking by Damon uh, Sunday and his staff uh, of getting us back on the air. So hopefully we're heading in that right direction. I think we are. Uh, and they've done a tremendous job getting it back on the air. So all the games this week will certainly be back on KSOU 90.9. Uh, very good news, not only for baseball, but for athletic programs as well. Uh, and I know that uh, Damon's worked really hard to get us back on he's, the air. He's had about every scenario. I mean, he missed the Friday night game at Nichols, right? Because the roof had fallen in and... and yeah, Cardinal Newman, and yeah, had to get all the equipment out. So even when he moved the equipment to, to keep it safe, it was still yeah. in, in harm's way. So it's been been a wild year for us, and it's been a wild year for doctors. It's been a wild year altogether. Absolutely. As uh, let's take a look, Matt. Let's take a look at these games on Friday. Uh, first of all, when was the decision made to, to play the doubleheader Friday? Uh, I guess let's talk us through that, and then we'll yep. get to the games. Yeah, he, he made me pretty well aware there on Tuesday that that more than likely was going to be the decision they would make and move forward with. Um, you know, and, and then I'll see. You know, <coughs> as we got there on the way on Thursday, we finalized everything, and I think they put a release in Thursday morning on our way over to to Houston Christian to go practice. So. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we actually probably could have played, maybe played a game over at Houston Christian. Uh, but, again, you run into the issue of lights and the whole nine yeah. yards. And, right. again, those the way the weather's been and all the pop-up showers we had, especially this weekend in Houston. He was like, hey, man, let's just stick it at Rice. And we know for sure we'll get two in on the, on the turf. Uh, we've already got it booked. Might as well use it. So, yeah, that's what we did. Uh, again, appreciative of that administration over there for allowing us into the ballpark and at least playing a little bit of baseball, you know, being able to go over to Houston. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've played that. We've played Rice over there before. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we played them a couple of times in regionals over in Baton Rouge as well. So, we're pretty familiar with that area. And, and we went, I think we played them a three game series over there, didn't we? We did, yeah. And 17. We beat them two out of three. So, didn't we? so, yeah, with 16, we played them in the regional. 17, we played them, beat them two out of three at their place. And then 17, played yeah, them in the regional. So, we're four and one at Rice. Yeah, there you go. Four and one yeah, at Rice, you, uh, you know, under your uh, leadership here. And maybe we ought to get them those, those guys yeah, back, back on the schedule. schedule yeah. I, see, like, I feel like they play a lot of Southland teams, though, because of well, they're, the you know, in Texas. Yeah, exactly. That's right. that's right. All the midweeks, you know, the same way we were able to play Lafayette and Tulane the whole nine yards. You know, they they get a chance to play the Houston Christian and Lamar. And, uh, you know, even exactly. McNeese, you know, is close enough there to be able to make that run over in a couple hours. Absolutely. Let's talk about the game a little bit. Uh, you start with uh, Will Kinsler on the mound. Uh, he goes yep. six innings for you. Actually, we fall behind in this game 2-0. Uh, but then you have the big um, three-run third inning, and uh, we're able to take the lead. And then it was back and forth from there uh, and, and just able to, to get out of there with a victory. Can I talk about this one a little bit? Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was a, uh, a good game for Kinsler to get out there and, and, you know, didn't have his sharpest stuff, but did a great job of just minimizing a lot of things, man. You know, we never had the big inning happen. They had four innings that they scored, all one-run innings. Again, if you can do that, give yourself an opportunity we got the train coming. Yeah, on. Matt. Pause for just a second. Yep. Let's uh, let's gonna we're gonna <laughs> let the, the train come by here again. We're through. out here on the patio at K Street Seafood Station. We'll see what's coming through. So bear with us. Turn your radio down for just a second. All right. It's it's by as the the. Uh, I think we're okay now. It's just gonna hear a little background noise there as the train. That was the opposite direction. Yeah, I can't figure out these trains. You're right. I mean, they're usually coming from this other way, and now <laughs> they're coming from the north. They're coming from the south. Exactly. I don't know how they never hit, but I don't. I don't, I don't know how that works. But um, 
Yeah, Matt, I'm sorry. Go back to, to Will. Yeah, you know, I thought it just did a good job of limiting the damage. You know, <clears throat> we talk about our defensive philosophy is to uh, eliminate the big inning, and, and I thought he did a great job of that. You know, we had a couple situations there where, uh, you know, it had a chance to get a little bit more extended than, than what it did, made some big pitches and some big moments. So, uh, and, and, you know, again, that's, that's, that's called baseball. That's the offense. That's the team. That's the whole nine yards, you know. Uh, if we can do that, allow our offense to kind of get settled in and then get going a little bit, like you saw there, we you know we threw up our crooked number. And uh, this game was real simple, man. We made big pitches and big moments. We we did a great job playing defense. I don't think we made any errors. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot of the free pass stuff, right? I think we only walked three guys the entire game uh, for us, and uh, and we had two out hitting. And, and so when you do that, nine times out of ten, you're gonna finish on the right side of the scoreboard. And you know, again, that was kind of our conversation going the week. Let's just kind of keep this thing simple. You know, everybody wants to dive in deep when you're when you're not doing well or you're in a seven game losing streak like we were and uh you know and try to overanalyze some things at the end of the day you just got to keep the baseball simple you know catch the baseball throw the baseball hit the baseball in the right moments and you're going to win the ball game and uh essentially that's what we did you know I, I thought we did a really good job coming out of the bullpen kinsler as as not sharp as he was early you know in all honesty we got through those first three innings thinking that hey man we probably might have to make a move in the fourth or fifth um, you know, I, I actually thought was, you know, did a really good job on the backside of four, fifth, and six and, and getting this deep in the game. And that's what that's what Will Kinsler does for you, man. You know, he's not your traditional Friday night guy. He's going to strike out a ton of guys or anything like that. Uh, you know, but he's a guy who's going to get you into the ball game to get you to the bullpen pieces that you trust and, uh, and and be able to handle over, you know, with the lead. And that's exactly what he did. You know, we were able to bring in Jackson Rodriguez and, you know, J-Rod's been just, he's been so good for us all year long. He's uh, had a really good year. He really has. He's just, he, he does a great job of handling the moment, handling the situations. And, uh, you know, his energy in, in practice, his energy off the field, his intelligence off the field, uh, you know, he's really kind of molded into one of our leaders, in all honesty. And, and I'm excited about him for next season, you know, his senior season to be uh, kind of lead that, you know, um, <coughs> him and Kinsler kind of lead that pitching staff and, and from a mentality standpoint, from a work ethic standpoint, the whole nine yards. And just has been really good for us, man. And so he made some, again, some big pitches and some big moments. And, uh, you know, they finally got to him there in the ninth. We, we left him in. You know, we, we have declared that, you know, obviously Spencer is our closer moving forward and, and obviously into next season. I mean, this is the guy that we want, a, again, another guy that can just handle the moment. He's got real stuff. You know, it really flies out of his hand. You know, it's, it's a short inning guy uh, or short stint guy. It's not a guy that we could look at possibly you know, making a starter or a long reliever one day. He's got some good stuff, and it, it's elite, and it's elite, elite for, you know, uh, about two innings or three innings there. And so, you know, it's a guy that we really wanted to close. And so um, kind of the way we had everything set up, the numbers, we left J-Rod in for the left-handers. Unfortunately, they dump a couple balls in, <clears throat> get a couple base hits, and, you know, there, there we go. We got first and third one out. Spencer does come in, and uh, they make the pitch hit for the lefty. We, we, we do a great job of locating the pitch. We get uh, in on the hands and get the 4-6-3 double play ball, man. Play a great defense, end it with a double play, and, uh, boy, you could feel that just that sigh of relief yeah. in that dugout. Everybody man. exhales. Yeah, they, everybody exhaled, and, and it was it was good to see. Uh, we knew if we could do that, we had the opportunity to really make this run here at the end, and um, and so that was really good to see there on on game one. Absolutely, uh, Finky homered in this game. Yep. Uh, you know, you know, I don't want to say it's gotten lost a little bit, but he's had a really good year as yep. well. You know, yes. Uh, you know, four home runs, thirty-three RBIs, thirty stolen bases, hitting over three hundred, forty-four runs, runs scored. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, twenty-six walks, fourteen HBPs. Yep. Um, almost as many walks as, as strikeouts, way more free passes than strikeouts. Yep. 
Uh, certainly a guy we're going to miss, and he's a guy that we're going to have an opportunity to honor uh, this weekend. But he's a, no doubt. you know, he's had a, he's had a good year. He really has. Uh, you know, again, just you know, he, he played right on to it. You know, Rhett Rosevere gets up there, gets the big two out knock. It's been good to see Rhett, you know, back kind of to Rhett. You know, these last three or four. Yeah, a couple weeks. Of hits. <laughs> he yep. did. He did. And in, in the right moments, you know, he's he's having the right at bats and the right moments, and uh, you know, really kind of catalyzed that. And I thought Finky did a great job of playing off of that. You know. Uh, we were talking to their assistant coaches, obviously, there on Saturday and Sunday because it's all we had really time to do, trying to wait to play baseball. But uh, they just they complimented Finky, man, and, and everything he did, man, just the, his approach and how he's refined it, man, how it's, it's scary to pitch to him because, you know, if you do miss, then he'll do what he did there on, on Friday and pit one on the berm, and, and it's a two-run homer. And then, you know, just his two-strike plan, his ability to put the ball on the ground and his speed, it's like it's just he's a fully dynamic player. And he will be uh, severely missed, you know, after this season, you know, because not only is he a good player, but – He's really turned himself into a good leader, man. He's put himself in the record books and and, uh, and left his legacy here for us. And so, you know, that's part of the conversation we're having with the entire team. It's like, hey, man, we need we need to remind ourselves to go out as winners, man. Finky, Finky, and O'Toole, and um, you know, Artigues, Manola, uh, you know, the, the whole the whole group, man. They just they've, they've done a good job of keep going. Harrington and Reynolds, you know, they've all done a good job of just continuing to go. So, need to do a good job putting us to rest, you know, this week and, and keep going for those guys. Yeah, I want to look at uh, Will Kinsler as well. You know, he ends up the he was five and one right now, yep. pitching at under three and a half ERA, 3.47. Yep. He's, you know, back to back years. He's kind of been. Seems like he's pitched a lot, but he's still been fighting some. You know, last year was the knee, yep. and now this year the shoulder. The shoulder. Yep. I mean, he just hasn't been healthy. Yep. But in both seasons, dealing with injuries, still put up numbers. And I think it's one of those things that's, you know, for for Lion fans is like, man, if we could ever get a full year out of this guy healthy, right. what kind of numbers would he put up? He's putting up these kind of numbers and, and hasn't been 100. percent Well, it goes back to our identity too, man. We just we get you know tough kids, and that, and that's that he exemplifies that day in day out. That's why we're talking about you know. Yeah, again, I want to finish this week, and I don't want to start talking about next year until next next week's show. But Absolutely. you know, th- those are some of the exciting parts of this with Kinsler and you know J Rod. Man, those are they do it. They leave it all on the field from a competitor standpoint, and the work ethic, and just the way their relationships are. They're just uh, yeah, you know, they get a chance to really lead this this pitching staff into here this last week, and then also into next season. Absolutely. So let's take a look at uh, at game two. We'll jump to that one real quick. Um, you win that game five to four in game one. You flip it over to game two. Uh, you decided to go uh, with Stuprich yep. in this one. He'd been pitching game three. Yep. Talk about that decision to move up to move up to game two. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Landry had thrown there on Sunday along with Stuprich. Both guys had thrown. Landry actually had developed a blister there on Sunday at Nichols uh, that had opened up on him right on the stump. So, uh, you know, we were trying to give as much time as possible to heal. And, and actually, we had gone originally that's the schedule. We had gone. Uh, you know, we were going Kinsler, Landry on Saturday, and then TBA on Sunday. And some of that was, you know, we liked we liked Guth. You saw Guth back in game two, yep. right? Uh, a guy who started, we knew they struggled, but it, it's a good offense now. They've scored some runs. They, they, they have. And then it's a, it's a, it's a, their first five or six in the order are a real deal. I mean, they're comparable to anybody in the conference, if not one of the best, you know, offenses in the conference. So uh, we knew left-handed had a chance to help us there. Uh, you know, we, we had time to watch some video and also the numbers that kind of told that. You saw that with J-Rod in game one. And, you know, hey, we kind of just playing in hand. You know, if, if, if we needed Guth, you know, we would use Guth to win a game. If not, we thought about starting them. Um, you know, and so game two, you know, was a game time decision whether we wanted to start Guth and, and then go to Stoop and just, um, you know, we decided to go obviously with Stoop there and open up with him and, and then obviously go to Guth. It was kind of a split start, so to speak. You know, and um, yeah, so we, we went to Stoop. I thought he was okay. You know, uh, the, the the competitiveness is, is has been turned up a little bit better, which has been good to see. Um, we just got to get back to this fastball command. Fastball command was, was at times sprayed there on, on Saturday. And, 
Uh, that was kind of the one moment he got himself in a little bit of trouble that one inning. You know, and when I say competitive, because you, you see it, you know, he's got the bases loaded, nobody out. You know, we're up 6-1. to one. Uh, I don't know, the fourth or fifth inning that he was pitching the there. Fifth. Yep. The fifth. And, you know, um, he's, he's, I mean, they got their best guy, the, the biggest RBI guy, big home run guy in Chumley. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's good. He's really good. He rear back. He found a way. He gets the big punch out. Unfortunately, we left the changeup just up just a little bit. Guy kind of rattles one down the corner and scores three runs, but he gets us out of the inning. He doesn't let it kind of ex excel from there. So uh, I, I thought that was good to see, you know, uh, again, just to see kind of more of that look in his eye. And, you know, I know the – the, the stat line probably doesn't reflect, uh, you know, a, a great outing, but I thought it was a good outing for us. And then we were able to hand it over to Guth, and then, you know, I mean, that young man, what he's done for us, you see how big that part was missing there for, you know, six weeks, seven weeks that we had that, you know, that's there's the answer. You know, those are some of the games that we've been kind of losing, right? It's all of a sudden 6-5, it's back in the ball game, and yep. then, you know, they come back, and I can think of McNeese Friday night, but Guth goes in there, man, does a good job of keeping right where it was at. Uh, the offense scores with some two-out hits again in the eighth inning. We put up three there in the eighth, and it just it looked like the old lines, and I, I think that was what was fun to see. Uh, we got uh, Clay Cook in there, got a start. Uh, I thought Dane Watts was really good this, this, this weekend as well. I thought he did a good job executing some things and just being a tough out, playing a good defense, and so uh, we, we were able to get some speed back on the bases. We were flying around a little bit more, and uh, just it, it, it looked good. The overall, you know, picture of things. We played good defense again uh, there on the doubleheader, so no errors after, you know, after the disaster last weekend yeah. of, of what we did all, uh, defensively. <laughs> it was really good to see us go back out there and, and make some plays in some big moments. Uh, TJ made one in the six-hole, man. And it was in a big moment. Kind of, you know, the ninth inning, late bell game, boom, backhands one the uh, hole and throws the guy out at first base. And just it just looked more like us, which was good to see. Champ was able to play. I know that that was one of the – we thought he might, he might be done. I mean, we thought he might be done for the year. Yeah. Uh, but, but he was able to get in there yep. uh, and play in game two and actually had a good game. He had three hits, uh, yep. three for four, a couple of RBIs in there as well. Well, had the big hit early. You know, we, we get the <coughs> we get the one hit to kind of take the one nothing lead there with two outs and uh, – and then Champ throws the big blow, two-run double. Uh, yeah, you know, we didn't want to start Champ both games. We you knew he's, you know, obviously got that, that hip deal and knew we were going to get one good game out of him. You know, it's not it's not really affecting him swinging. It's more just the running down the line and the running back and forth. So uh, the good thing is we were in the first base dugout, didn't have a long run to go to first base, you know, and a whole lot of things to do there. Uh, but you could see in that game three, he actually hit one down the left field line that, you know, if he's not hurt, it's an easy double, and he has to pull up at first base just because that hit was bottom. So it was good to get him in there. You know, I thought we did, played it right to be able to play Jake game one, play champ game two, and uh, let him get in there and, and also get his knocks, the, the big two-out knocks. And I thought that big hit early kind of set the tone that, hey, man, we're here, and we're, we're ready to rock and roll and do our thing. Absolutely. Let's go back to uh, – I want to go back to Adam Guth for just a moment. He's a guy that's really been battling an injury almost the entire season. Yep. Uh, but in a small sample size – you know, seven appearances, 14 in a pitch. He still hasn't given up an earned run. I mean, yep. he's, he's been really good. Only given up seven hits in 14 innings to this point. Yep. Uh, 13 strikeouts in 14 innings. Um, again, if we'd have had him the whole year, you know, yeah. he just, he, he just he's a good different. matchup. You know, this is a guy that last year really yep. got thrown to the fire, had to pitch a lot on Friday yep. night, and probably before he was ready, just yep. to call it like it is. And then this the, year. Look, but look at how he grew. Exactly. Know, through the experience, man. And I go back to Auburn, man. You, you get to see the true identity of some of these kids, right? <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you know, Guth went out there last year against Auburn, and, uh, you know, we're, uh, I mean, let's just call it what it was. It, it was. it was awful outing for him. And, 
true freshman out there. It got to him. But he grew from that moment. And the next, the very next time he gets back out there, he shoves against Auburn in the biggest moment to take the series, you know, the whole nine yards. So you just you get to know and you take comfort in that, knowing what kind of competitor that Adam Guth is. And, uh, you know, again, he's another guy who, who he had the knee surgery, he tore the meniscus after the, the Auburn game. You know, that Auburn series beat us up pretty good. I knew it when it happened. But now, also, you know, looking back, you can see how, how much it affected us. But, um, yeah, you know, to, to look at Guth and, um, you know, know that he was out, and, you know, he, he could have taken a red shirt. He could have said, you know what, Coach, I can't come back. I'm not going to do it. You know, uh, instead, you know, we, we got him with the doctors. The doctors explained it very well to him and, you know, told him, hey, man, you'll be back in a, in a few weeks. We had the surgery, got done, and uh, it hasn't bothered him since. Obviously, you know, he's back out there running and going four, four ends for us. So uh, just really good to get that piece back and obviously build into to the next season as well. All right, Lions win game two, nine to five, bang out 13 hits against the Huskies and win that game pretty much wire to wire. Again, Houston Christian did tighten it up there in the fifth, uh, but the Lions added three more in the eighth and were able to separate for a 4-1 lead and sweep the doubleheader over in Houston. The games uh, that were played at Rice University against the Houston Christian Huskies. Let's take a break. We come back, we'll have more. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Towns and Holmes. We're live here at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Creighton Townsend Homes is a proud supporter of Southeastern Athletics and the Lion community. Serving all of Southeast Louisiana and Lower Mississippi since 1976, Creighton Townsend Homes specializes in personalized plans. Their local office is located on the South Frontage Road off the Interstate 12 Hammond Airport exit. For more information, visit their website at www.mybuildercares.com. Creighton Townsend Homes, proud to support your Southeastern Lions. Broadcasts on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network are made possible in part by Mealy Printing. Mealy Printing has served the North Shore, New Orleans, and Baton Rouge metro areas for over 32 years with an emphasis on meeting customer expectations and firm deadlines. Mealy Printing offers both digital and offset printing solutions and specializes in various types of marketing, statement, and variable data campaigns. Online at MealyPrinting.com, Mealy Printing proudly supports Southeastern Athletics and wishes the teams the best of luck this season. The answer is yes. So what's the question? Kate Street Seafood Station is a proud supporter of SLU Athletics and the Lion Community. Located in the former Illinois Central Freight Depot, you can find Kate Street Seafood Station at 308 South Kate Street in downtown Hammond. Offering lunch and dinner options, Kate Street Seafood Station is open Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., along with Fridays and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Kate Street Seafood Station, proud to support your Southeastern Lions. Southeastern season ticket holders are considered a booster under NCAA rules. Although the list of booster activities that are considered NCAA violations is extensive, at a basic level, NCAA booster legislation consists of two main rules. Boosters may not engage in any recruiting activities, either directly or indirectly. And boosters may not provide any benefits to athletes, current or prospective, or their friends or families. Please remember that booster conduct is considered representation of Southeastern Louisiana University, and any rule violation committed by a booster could result in sanctions against Lion Athletics, including our student-athlete Visit the Lion Athletics Compliance page, located at lionsports.net. You can contact the Compliance Office at area code 985-549-2227. 
or email at lionscompliance at southeastern.edu. Presented by Creighton Towns and Homes. Uh, also, uh, right here at K Street Seafood Station, I'm Alan Waddell. Thank you so much for joining us. Southeastern went 2-0 this past week. Went over to Houston. Knocked off Houston Christian. Uh, two games to none. Also, one thing I want to talk about, get away from baseball just a moment, is uh, congratulations to all of our graduates here uh, at Hammond. I saw all the restaurants were jam-packed and all the, you know, uh, things going on over there at the now, the new Pride Roofing University Center. Uh, there you go. Pride Roofing signed on to be the the title sponsor, uh, naming sponsor of the University Center. Certainly, that was a big deal that was signed a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations to everybody involved in that. That was a, a huge naming rights uh, sponsorship with Pride Roofing over at the University Center. But I know that's always one of the things, though, Matt. Like as a baseball coach, you saw like I saw like the softball team. They had like their their little honorary. You know, graduation is yep. a lot of times. I mean, that just happens. You're on the road sometimes. You're on the road. That's the way it works. Yeah, our, our guys took a little picture with their stole and their student athlete uh, <coughs> you know, deal on, and uh, yeah, that's just uh, part of the business, man. That's what you sign up for when you when you do it. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see, man. We had a lot of guys graduate. Uh, some guys that graduated this this fall uh, obviously didn't walk this fall, but we had you know Asfong, Garcia, Levengood, Manola got his master's. Wow. Reed Reynolds graduated. Uh, yeah, it was good to see those those guys go in there and, and finish off that degree, man. So I mean, that's obviously the the big part of this. One of the most important parts of this is to be able to do that. Um, you know, to finish off that degree. We had a few of those guys that finished this past fall, and uh, you know, and obviously now they had a spring just kind of. And what do you and what do you always say? You know, you want to be able to graduate with a diploma in one hand, a ring on the other. That's it. And those guys did that. And those you know guys I mean? did that. And those guys did that. And again, that's why it's it's so important for us to finish on the on the right note. Remind ourselves of what we what we are and what we. Well, we will be moving forward and, uh, you know, to lead this thing the right way. You know, again, uh, they've shown that on the field. Um, again, I thought we had to break the ice there. We finally did that this past weekend. And so uh, just carry that momentum into this week against South Alabama. And, and, and obviously Northwestern State is feeling pretty good about what they're doing. I want to take a second as well and congratulate. You know, this is kind of the life of – and you, you, you know very well this situation because it's happened to us in baseball. Uh, because Rick Freeman and the softball team, you know, they put up 47 wins this year. They lost a heartbreaker in the Southland Conference, a championship, uh, which, you know, because we signed a deal, the conference, to play all of the championships at, in Lake Charles, they had to play a, you know, a road game over there at McNeese in the championship game and lost one nothing on a walk-off. But, you know, 47 wins, top 50 RPI, and did not get selected as an at-large. And yeah. like I said, that's just kind of – You've you've kicked down that door a few times though, and been able to get in regular, uh, you know, get in. But I also remember what year we went 25 and five, had 42 wins, and didn't get in. I know that's got to be, you know, frustrating for him as well. But man, what a great year for Lady Lions softball! 47 wins. I mean, that, that's an in incredible season here in Hammond. Yeah, it really is, man. And they're not going nowhere. You know, I mean, obviously you look at their roster, yeah. and, and you know, I think they only lost two, maybe three seniors total, and so they'll be right back there. And you know, that third time's a charm. Uh, you know, I remember us in, in 12. 13 going that championship game twice and really in all honesty probably similar way they kind of felt the 13 felt like it was in hand man we, we got to the if necessary game the last one they've got a true freshman going for central arc feel like this is our year and 
And they didn't hit the ball out the infield and beat us 4 nothing with a true freshman who thrown 10 innings all year. Just, it's, it's a funny game, man. It's a funny tournament uh, to find, you know, that third time was a charm in 14 at Central Arc, right? We go into Central Arc, the team we finished the year before, and did their place. And so, you know, call me a forecaster or whatever you want to say, but, uh, you know, I, I could foresee uh, that club being right back in that same situation yeah. next year. Uh, and then well, be the one celebrating. You know, I kind of I feel like the programs, you know, they're, they're a few years behind as far as, like, you know, getting it going, but I kind of feel it's almost like the same trajectory that, that right. baseball did here. You know, kind of got it going, got it going. Now they're starting to get on some radars. Hey, right. they're, they're on the radar. Right. You know, even though they didn't get in this year, I'm sure there were some conversations about them. Had to be. So now when you get back, you know, if you can get that type of season next year, because you know, Matt, you know, we've been covering this for years, but as far as at large is uh, in the Southland Conference and mid-major athletics, uh, it's all about, you know, consistency and being there every year and being in the conversation every year. Yeah. And, you know, I think back, uh, you know, one, one, in my opinion, one of the biggest accolades of your career, not even the championships, but you know, getting a two seed as an at-large here, you know, that, that probably has never happened, you know, I mean, in, in the Southland Conference. And, and, you know, I think that's one thing that you certainly, uh, as all the great things that's been on your resume, championships and regionals, but being a two seed as an at-large uh, is a pretty darn uh, statement, pretty darn good statement that we made a few years ago. Well, and it is. It, it's the balance, right? It's the balance of, hey, man, you, you got to play a certain amount of home games. And, hey, look, our fans, look, they love coming watch the Lions play, but it, it's a little bit more crowded when you bring the Rebels or the Tigers yeah. in, the Bulldogs in, right? And, hey, man, yeah, that's a little bit different game. And, and again, nothing against some other schools that we bring in, but that's the ones that they really want to see, you know? And then I'll see the – everybody wants to jump on and, and go to go to Auburn for the weekend, right, and go do that, or go to Arkansas and go see the, the them calling the Hogs. And uh, it's, it's a balance of the schedule, man. And so, you know, sometimes you set the schedule up just like you want it. You got everything kind of pieced in place where you want. Uh, and then it gets blown up because they got coaching changes or whatever may be going on, or we got COVID hits and it changes the conference schedule or whatever it may be, or maybe you got everything you want, and then all of a sudden you, you look up halfway through the year and you, you don't have nine arms like we did last year, and you're playing number seven and number six non-commerce schedule. Like, it'd be really nice to have our dudes right about now, you know, to be able to, to put us yeah. in a position to do that. So, um, you know, again, a lot of people now with the way the conference is set up say, hey, man, it's impossible getting that large bit out of this conference. I disagree. And I disagree, too. I, I do. I disagree, too. I, I think you still got to set some parameters there for you. And, it, again, I, I thought we set another schedule this year that, you know, hey, man, <coughs> open a weekend. We, we, uh, we played Lafayette. The second weekend we played Sanford, who's sitting in second place, one game out of first place in the SoCon. Uh, third weekend we're at Jacksonville, right, that, that's been, you know, battling for the A-Sun. Uh, you know, fourth weekend we're at Auburn, and then also you had Memphis, who, you know, again, they, they can get you on any weekend. They're and then you have all those great midweek. And they get all the great midweeks. So I thought we set the schedule up again for us to have the balance of it, right, uh, to be able to do what we needed to do uh, to, to possibly have that discussion. It is extremely difficult to do. And I know we did it at pretty regular there the first few years. Yeah, it's easy to do every single year. But well, it, again, also hurt, it also hurts us, and just, just call it like it is, but, like, you know, when Sam Houston leaves oh, the league, yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah, those teams leave, you know, Central Arkansas, you reference them a few times, you know, they're always a good yep. baseball program yep. as well. And until the other teams, yeah. and now it's easy to look at this year and go, hey, well, you know, y'all, you know, y'all yeah. didn't have a good year. It's easy to say that. But, but saying, but the point is, until the other teams in our league go out and schedule, you know, the way that we should. So there's some of those RPIs are higher going into league play. You know, and, I, and I don't know how you do that. And everybody's got a balance, man. You know, everybody's got a balance. Yeah. Some, some people, you know, they like to see wins, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it, but I'll be honest with you, as a coach in 15, since there were 42 wins, school record wins, and, you know, conference record for wins, 
uh, didn't make me feel any better yeah, about you, not being you, in conference in, in, in a yeah, you won 42 that year, and then the year we were talking about where, where we were the two seed, I think won 37. That's right. Right? That's right. You know, yep. so, so, you know, five less wins, you know, 10% less wins, and, uh, and, and you have a, well, a, a club that was – Heck, Every, you win the league, maybe you're a one seed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Everything in perspective, right? That's that's the whole thing. You got to make sure it's in perspective. You, you're talking about literally, we go on this run this year, right now, and make these next four games. Win the next four games, we finish at 500. Well, that's one game better than what we did last year. Which year would you rather? <laughs> Much rather last year than this year uh, by far, you know. So uh, again, you know, you can look at the win total. That's that's one thing you can look at. Or, you know, for me, it's not necessarily a record. It's, it's did we did we maximize what we had and the opportunity? We had. That was what made last year so special. I thought we did that. We maximized what we had, and, and those guys got better and, and, and maxed out, you know, on the field and off the field. You know, uh, this year that's the disappointing part. Uh, there was a lot of expectations, and and, and obviously. Uh, a lot of good things, and, and there's some areas that we, we obviously shortfalled in and, and, and underachieved. Uh, and that's just reality of it, and obviously this will be a one and done. We won't do this again. We'll, we'll be right back where we're supposed to be. But uh, sometimes it happens, and I've got my, my thumb on what has, needs to change to make sure we're back in that situation. And sometimes it's some of the circumstances that add to it as well. So, um, you know, again, we'll talk more next week about that yeah. once the season's over. You know, but well, we still got some season. We got we four games left. Four games, and that's, again, why these four games I think are, are really important. So let's talk about those four games real quick, Matt. Uh, Tuesday, uh, tomorrow night, you're going to play, play South Alabama. Yep. This was supposed to be we're supposed to play those guys twice, but our trip over there got rained out. And I think that's one of the frustrating things as you look at the season right. is, you know, we already had a short schedule because of that weekend right. that we lost, you know, yep. with the with – the, we were supposed to play Cal State Northridge. Yep. It got flipped around because of uh, – because of a team that was going to leave the league and decided to come back, so they had to shuffle the conference, and our non-conference schedule got messed up. But you're only going to play 50 games, and that's if one of these games don't get rained out. But you're only going to play 50 games in, in a 56-game uh, um, available season. Right, and, and, and we're always in postseason. So you add another five, six, seven, eight games to that, so you know we're playing 60 games. So now you're talking about 10 games short of a, of a normal season, which, you know, it's tough. It, it's obviously difficult, but, again, it's a hand we're dealt. So the only thing we can do is focus on the four we got here with South Alabama coming in tomorrow night. Yeah, South Alabama here, 6 o'clock uh, for those guys. And, you know, this has always been a, a good rivalry against these two clubs. We play seems like every year against South Alabama, uh, usually a home-and-home, home, and you're doing it again this year. Didn't get a chance to go over there. But um, what's your plans tomorrow night? I mean, obviously we've got a big conference series left. But, you yep. know, pitching-wise, what, what are you thinking? I mean, yeah, probably know, the last time maybe to get some guys on the mound. Yeah, it, it might be. Um, you know, obviously tomorrow night uh, we, we have not announced the starter yet. You know, we, we obviously lost yesterday's game with, um, you know, the, the rainouts. So Landry didn't pitch at all this past weekend so uh, I'd imagine the weekend rotation is going to change a little bit more than likely we'll, we'll go Landry on, on Thursday uh, go ahead and get him back out there as quick as possible and keep Ozzie Kinsler and uh, Stupers kind of on the on a normal deal right week to week base but uh, so we, we've got some guys going to get in tomorrow obviously we've got the, the conference weekend this weekend Northwestern still getting out shot to shot at, at winning the regular season yeah they're only down one game uh, like, yeah so uh, you know for us I mean hey man play spoilers hey that's it that's it man let's go let's go and show what we're made of and and do our deal. Do our so, deal. Um, yeah, they're going to come in. They're feeling good about what they're doing. So, you know, again, we'll throw some guys. Um, you know, Jay Long has been one that we have, we have really wanted to get back out of the mound. That's another one of these injuries we talked about, especially from the left side. You know, he went out against Lafayette, and I guess that was uh, – was that right before Corpus? Yeah, that was right before Commerce play. Yeah. It was. Yeah, right before Commerce play. And probably his best outing of the year. It was. It was. He was rolling. And, uh, you know, we, we finally have, we've got him all evaluated, finally got him back, finally got him to face some hitters. Um, you know, we had plans on using him actually yesterday. You know, again, another left-hander that we thought matched up really well, especially after Goofy throwing four in and very similar to, to what he does. And, 
Um, you know, unfortunately, he got rained out, and then unfortunately, he's sick. So more than likely, he ain't going tomorrow. He's he's been. Uh, we had this. I don't know whatever bug hit us while we were in Houston. Uh, That's probably two days of sitting in the hotel, but. Um, yeah, we, we've got a few guys down for tomorrow night, and Jay Long will be one of them. So we'll, we'll have to hit the drawing board a little bit. We've got a few options in there. Uh, but I'd imagine you see you know, a, a plethora of guys that will go out there and, and perform for us. Again, 6 o'clock first pitch tomorrow night against South Alabama. They actually just brought some food out here. As I think Matt got some, uh, sushi, got some sushi in front of him. I got some steak tips. Let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the weekend against Northwestern State as they'll be in here Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll break down that weekend, and then we're going to wrap it up right here on Inside. Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented as always by Creighton Townsend Holmes and K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Kate Street Seafood Station is a proud supporter of SLU Athletics and the Lion Community. Located in the former Illinois Central Freight Depot, you can find Kate Street Seafood Station at 308 South Kate Street in downtown Hammond. Offering lunch and dinner options, Kate Street Seafood Station is open Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., along with Fridays and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Kate Street Seafood Station, proud to support your Southeastern Lions. Menino's Pharmacy is a full-service retail pharmacy with specialties in compounding, IV therapy, hospice, and nursing home services. Menino's is a Joint Commission accredited pharmacy that offers personalized specialty medications and compounds, as well as medication synchronization and a variety of packaging options. Menino's Pharmacy accepts private insurance, Medicaid, and Medicare, and is located at 113 West Charles Street, Hammond, Louisiana, area code 70401. Creighton Townsend Homes is a proud supporter of Southeastern Athletics and the Lion Community. Serving all of Southeast Louisiana and Lower Mississippi since 1976, Creighton Townsend Homes specializes in personalized plans. Their local office is located on the South Frontage Road off the Interstate 12 Hammond Airport exit. For more information, visit their website at www.mybuildercares.com. Creighton Townsend Homes, proud to support your Southeastern Lions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for providing the facilities to meet my health and nutritional needs in order for me to be the best student athlete I can be. For making game day experiences go from ordinary to extraordinary. For allowing me to meet new people and build lifelong friendships while competing at the school I love. For giving me the resources to pursue my degree and the ability to excel in the classroom for helping me look my best as I compete and achieve my goals. Thank you. Thank you, Lion Nation, for your support. You help make a difference in the daily lives of more than 300 student-athletes wearing Southeastern green and gold. We couldn't do it without you. Your favorite coaches club is available through the Lion Athletics Association by phone at area code 985-549-5091. Also available online at www.lionup.com. For everything about Southeastern Athletics, including schedules, live game coverage, and stats, visit lionsports.net.
so much for joining us. So glad to be back up on the air uh, on KSLU 90.9. Also, you can always listen on the on the archive versions as well. Damon does a great job putting those out as well. But we're live on the air tonight, uh, this afternoon. We do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. And we will be here next week. We'll be here next week for our, our, our final yep. show. Uh, so come on out and see us as we'll be talking Lion baseball. Hopefully talking about a 4-0 week as uh, the Lions are going to take on South Alabama Tuesday night, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, first pitch. Game will be televised on ESPN Plus and also uh, on the radio, KSLU 90.9 FM. Uh, so you can tune in. But we want you to come out to the ballpark, come see this club uh, for the final time this week. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Northwestern State comes in here. Yep. Uh, and, and you mentioned it earlier, Matt, when you look at the standings, um, Northwestern, I think, is a game out of first. Yeah, game so, they're, two. so they're thinking if they come in here and, you know, can beat us, and then maybe they can win the championship. So nothing uh, better than maybe playing some spoiler this weekend against a against an in-state rival trying to win the league. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, Northwestern comes in with a good club. Uh, I think they just beat McNeese two out of three this past uh, week. They did, yeah. yeah. At home, they beat McNeese two out of three, and they're having a great offensive year. You know, one of their, one of their best offensive years they've had to date. You know, they've had a few good offensive players over the years, you know, sprinkled in there. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I think David Fry just got called up for him, uh, you know, who's, who played for him in 2018. And one that when they made the tournament in 18 down there in Trigger Land, but uh, made the regional. But they've, they've got a complete offense, man. They've uh, top to bottom, they're older, they're veterans. Um, some of those guys have been in there for years. I know the Elkins kids set the home run record this past weekend for them. So a good club, man. They're coming in, they're confident in what they're doing, swinging the bat, and then got some good arms. Uh, you know, the Friday night guy and, and, and the Caver kid or Carver kid, he's been there, I feel like, since the beginning of time. Uh, you know, just a, 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 a solid Friday night starter in the South. I mean, I think that, that is what uh, that's what a Friday night starter looks like in the South, and a guy who can really pitch, really move the baseball around, multiple pitches for strikes, when he wants, where he wants, how he wants it. Uh, and then they've got some guys with some big-time stuff. I mean, their Saturday guy and Senate guy are, are both, uh, you know, real guys. Uh, I think the Saturday guy's got a chance to get drafted and uh, a few guys out of the bullpen. So, yeah, it'll be a good club coming in, man. It'll be, be fun, uh, you know, to, to get a chance to get back out there and I'll see. Uh, again, put this thing to rest, man. I'll, I just really, I'm, I'm extremely appreciative of these seniors, man, uh, of what they've gone through and what they've had to handle, and uh, you know, obviously their accomplishments. I mean, obviously, you know, the championship last year, you know, the run we went on to, to do that and get us back in a regional. So I want to put these guys out the right way uh, with a with a with a win uh, this week, and uh, and and I'll see, uh, you know, be able to be able to say thank you in that direction. Absolutely. So Thursday and Friday, six o'clock first pitch, and then Saturday, the game will be at two o'clock. It'll be senior. Uh, day there on on Saturday, so come on out and, and celebrate these seniors for the final time here in Hammond. Also, uh, Friday night post game, there is going to be fireworks at the Pat, uh, so we'll have fireworks there as well. And a couple other notes: uh, Rhett Rosevier uh, now up to 74 career hitch, uh, HBPs. Uh, the SOU record is 76 by Josh Cryer, so that's the one he can certainly uh, maybe eclipse this weekend. It has slowed down a little bit. I think some guys like scout reports out a little bit, like they're not coming in as much and they're challenging him a little bit. But that's also why I think we've probably seen. Um, the, the hitting numbers go up a little bit the last few weeks because they're, they're having to throw him, you know, they're throwing out over the plate. That's it. You know, and, and it's, it's so funny to watch, man. Some guys get some misperceptions, just a batting average, and, and we're at Rosevere is, is the epitome of that. And what I mean by that is I think he's third all time. We talk about career records. I think he's third all time in on base percentage, you know, uh, you know, at Southeastern as well. So uh, you talk about a guy like that, and you go, okay, well, what do the numbers look like? Well, he's got, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a leadoff guy with 20. How many RBIs he got there? You see it right there? He's yeah, got 22 RBIs as a leadoff guy, you know? And, and 35 so, runs scored. And 35 runs scored. So, I mean, look, a traditional leadoff guy. On base, 465. And, and we've only played 
46 games. You know what I mean? This isn't a traditional year where we're playing 56 games and then obviously playing all the postseason stuff in the 60. Uh, you know, so, I mean, his numbers are going to be, uh, you know, take the batting average out. Uh, you know, the run score, the RBIs, the whole nine yards there, the fielding percentage, you know, you know, he's only made two errors all year at 985. So, you know, uh, again, yes, we were, we, there's some frustration in, in what he did as far as not getting some hits early, but uh, I think he's put together a nice back half here, and it's been a reason why we've been a little more offensive this back half of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and usually when the weather warms up, you know, you see, you see, you see some, up. you know, see some of these guys really get going, and uh, and our ballpark can get a little offensive, and and, and yeah. we'll see. You know, that's one thing about Northwestern coming in here. Yep. They've always been built kind of on pitching and what they do. And, yep. and if you look, this is one thing that kind of jumped out at me earlier is they've been really good at home because their their ballpark does not play big at home. It is a it is a it is a, uh, a I mean I'm sorry it does not play small at home. It's a it's a defensive ballpark over there in Natchitoches. So if you look at Northwestern, they're 19 and six at home, only six and 13 on the road. So they're much better on at, at home than they are on the road. So maybe see some of those ERAs. Maybe you, you can score some runs on them. Uh, but they just pitch really well in their ballpark. Yeah, well they they know what they are, you know. And and again, I mean they've got good arms, you know, uh, wherever they go. And I think their ballpark's been a little bit more offensive this year than has what it, it has in tradition. Yeah, just, it's been a weird year. You know I mean? Like, our ballpark, I feel like, hasn't been super offensive, you know, maybe a weekend here or there, but not, not a whole Not like lot. that, uh, those couple of conference tournaments we had. Oh, there, boy, right? yeah, yeah, not like that. Yeah, we had that conversation the other day, too. So, but, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, it, it, where you ever play, tell me when, tell me where, tell me who. It, it doesn't matter. Let's just go and strap it on and go get after it. So, um, you know, we're excited, obviously, about the weekend to be able to get some guys in, in there and, um, you know, and then honor those seniors and, and do what we got to do there. So, again, play spoiler alert, get in there, have fun, compete, uh, and, and put us to bed towards where we need to be. Matt, also, uh, Tyler Frankie, I mentioned him earlier with 30 stolen bases. Yep. Uh, you know, in, in modern college baseball, you don't see a lot of running like you guys yeah. do. You know, you always run. Uh, there's some teams in our league that do as well, but, uh, you know, 30 – 30 stolen bases in the season is a, is a pretty darn good year, you know, nationally when you start looking at the national landscape. But uh, SLU single season record is 36 by Brock Abear. So uh, maybe Tyler can get on and get some bags this <laughs> he's weekend. Gonna, he's going to have to go. He's going to have to go. You know, yeah. uh, and the thing for him, you know. <laughs> and, and you talk about, you know, those extra games. You know, when Brock was playing, you know, we had some really good teams. We had some postseason runs. Yep. I mean, you know. Yeah, we played 60 games. So, you know, it's a little bit different. You know, he's trying to do it in a, in a shorter season, obviously. But, um, you know, as even you know, we made fun of him or teased at him a little bit this past weekend. He got a base hit to center field, big two-out knock, and then tried to stretch it to a double and go to second. I said, Fink, if you just say a first base, you got still second anyways. It's a double anyway. So just wait till the next pitch we'll take, and then we'll still second. Then you got double, and you got your stolen base. So, uh, no, yeah, you know, uh, again, uh, we'll, we'll give him his best shot to, to make a run at that. And, uh, again, but we're, we're playing – we're not playing for record. We're playing to put this thing to win, you know, regardless of the situation. That's what I, I want to make sure we're focused on is uh, not playing for ourselves. We're playing for the club. And, and obviously, Tyler's done that all year long for us, and that's why he's had the success he has. Well, Matt, just a couple of minutes left to go. Just to clarify, so you're going to go Landry on Thursday night. Uh, Friday, you'll see Kinsler, and then Saturday, Stuber. Is that the schedule? for TBA Saturday. We'll see where everything kind of plays out. You know, we got to get a little bit deeper into to Northwest and see what we want to do there. And we'll, we'll officially announce the rotation as we get later in the week, you know, the, the – blister on Landry's thumb should be ready to rock and roll and ready to go and then yeah tomorrow night you know again we've, we've got a few things we're going to look at before we make a determination on that and see where uh, see where we go but I'd, I'd imagine see a few arms all right so Tuesday night tomorrow night South Alabama right here uh, at home and then Thursday Friday Saturday against Northwestern State uh, certainly I want to finish this season out wrong and I mean wrong but I want to finish it out right wrong for the demons uh, I will I do want to go to this point though as well Matt you know you've built this program 
uh, certainly on, on toughness and, and, you know, character with your guys. And I know it was important to you to see how they finished this thing out. You know, uh, certainly those last few weeks weren't, weren't the way you wanted them to go. Uh, had some close games that got away from us late at the end and, and just didn't play well in some of those situations. But, you know, you had an opportunity going over to Houston this past week and, uh, you know, basically you were eliminated this past week. I mean, you know, it would have taken an absolute miracle to get in, but you played well on Friday. You won two games and now you had an opportunity to play four in a row. I know you've got to be um, I guess I guess excited to see how these guys respond in this type of situation because you don't want to be in the situation again. So you want to know, you know, what guys you can count on, yep. I guess, moving on into, into next year after we finish this thing off. Yeah, 100%. I mean, again, you get to see your true identity, what type of competitor you are. You know, again, I think growing up, you know, uh, and being from South Mississippi and, and being fortunate to have the coaches that I had and the guys I played with, uh, it didn't really matter what was on the line. Uh, when we played, we competed. You know, whether it was in the backyard or whether it was uh, for a state championship or you know to go to the World Series or go to Omaha, uh, we just loved to compete. That's just that was our our nature. You know, it was just a byproduct of, of the way we were raised. And uh, and I got a feeling that's going to be our guys too, right? They've done a good job to continue to go. Uh, we we have we have succumbed to some circumstances circumstances where you know, hey man, we lost a tough one. The next one we just kind of flatline. Uh, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and that kind of stuff. And just, uh, you know, uh, again, it was <coughs> a couple of guys, you know, apologized to me on, on Sunday after we were officially eliminated. Don't apologize. Just go play. Just go play. Just go have fun. Just go play, compete. That's that's how you can show me. Your, your actions are so much louder than your words. And, and, again, we can sit here and talk as long as we want to. We can have the, the sit-down conversations with the guys and the meetings, and, uh, and I can say words. But I'm going to live by actions, you know, and I expect them to, to do the same thing as well. All righty. So, once again, let's run through the schedule real quick. Tuesday night, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, first pitch against South Alabama. Then Thursday, Friday, Saturday against Northwestern State. Thursday and Friday at 6. Saturday at 2. Saturday is senior day. Friday night we'll have fireworks at the ballpark. We hope to see you out there as well. Once again, I want to congratulate all of the Southeastern uh, graduates that graduated this past weekend. Also, a happy Mother's Day uh, to all the mothers out there. You know, nothing like a baseball mom. Uh, you know that, Matt. You know, nothing like a baseball mom. Like I want to congratulate those guys, uh, those, uh, those ladies. Uh, for certainly uh, happy happy Mother's Day to everybody there. And also, man, I tell you, I want to thank once again to Damon Sunday and all the hard work he's done, not only as Baseball Sports Information Director, but also now leading KSLU and what he's done to get us back on the air. It has been a, a monumental task. Uh, not You know, everybody thinks, oh, just put the radio, put the games back on the radio. Well, I mean, it's a lot easier said than done. Uh, and Damon and his staff has worked really hard. Uh, to get that done, so I want to thank him. So all of these games this week will be on the radio, KSLU 90.9, but make sure you come out to the ballpark. That's going to do it for us. Uh, once again, I want to thank K Street Seafood Station for being our host and always Creighton Townsend Homes for being our title sponsor. For Matt Riser, I'm Alan Waddell. We'll see you next week right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball and the Southeastern Sports Radio Network.